Blog Talk Radio. guys for joining us. This is Stay Out of My Crease, and we are on Season 3, Episode 3. And today is Tuesday, January 16th, 2018. I'm your host. My name is Kim, and my co-host is Jimmy. And um, we welcome you to KJC Radio and our new home on the Internet. Uh, If you want to call in and talk to us tonight, you can call in at 516-418- Five five seven three. If you have any questions, complaints, comments, suggestions, etc., you can always email us at stayoutofmycrease at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. All you do is go to the search bar and look up Stay Out of My Crease and we pop up. You're more than welcome to give our page a like, share it with your friends. We try to post as much information through the week as we can, um, you know, just regular college um, NHL, anything ho- ice hockey related, we post on our Facebook page. We're also on Twitter, and our handle on Twitter is at Stay Out of Crease. There's no my in that. We are available for download on iTunes and now Google Play. So I'm very excited about that. Um, if you're out of the country, you're one of our Canadian, Norwegian, Swedish, Irish, English, Russian, you can call us. Um, the number is, of course, an American number, but there's a way for you to do that. You can download the Skype app on your smartphone and use the phone just like a, um, a regular telephone call. And that you can call in to us or you can just submit us questions on Facebook or our email if you have any of those. You can also feel free to visit our website, stayoutofmycrease.com. Our most recent podcast is uploaded um, weekly on the front page, so you can um, use that And um, if you want to listen to the show if you miss it. Otherwise, it's podcasted by using the same link that's pinned to the top of the Facebook page. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and get Jimmy on the line here. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, Kimmy. How you doing on this uh, cold Tuesday night? I'm doing good. It's snowing outside, so you know I'm excited about that. Yeah, well, you're only excited about it because you don't get snow very often. It's like a cool thing, and your snow goes away. We've had snow since, I don't know, sometime in November, I think. So. Right. We got, I don't know, we got four or five inches of snow the other day, and, and it was like nothing ever happened. It was just, you know, part of the everyday routine. So. <laughs> Still had kids out there skating on the pond, huh? Yeah, they don't like it, though, because they got to shovel the ice off, but um, they right. still do it. Yep. Yeah, no, it's a, we had a warm front come through here, and on Friday, last Friday, it was like 72 degrees here, but that night, it ended up snowing. It's just this cold front came in, and it was snow, and it was crazy. Yeah. I've never... I, 
never I think experienced you had, anything like I that. Think if you total up all of our high temperatures so far here in January, it wouldn't even add up to 72, so good for you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know. But we still have ice on the river, and we still have um, some small streams that are frozen or have ice on them. I'm sure they're not frozen over, and I'm not going to be the guinea pig to test it out. So. <laughs> um, Bring a big rock before you decide to run. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So, well, we had some interesting news here in Minnesota, and um, it, it's kind of nifty. It's um, it, it has to do with uh, high school hockey, and high school hockey is really big here. It's you know, it's like football in, in Texas or you know, basketball in, in uh, Indiana. Those those kinds of you know, it's 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 huge here for those of you that you know, are not from Minnesota or near Minnesota or haven't heard of Minnesota. Um, A lot, a lot of your um, NHL players come from here. And uh, what, what they're trying to do now is they're trying to um, push the boys a little bit further. And these proposals that they, that they have are coming up are just for the, just for the boys side and not for the girls side. But what, um, what the coaches want to do is the coaches want to um, start the season two weeks earlier. And what that's going to do is they're going to add two games to – they play 25 right now, regular season games, so they'll be able to play 27. And give the kids, you know, two more games and plus two more weeks of ice time. You know, the only downside to that would be, you know, the kids that are playing um, for like the, in, the, in the smaller smaller towns, smaller schools that, that play football too. You know, you're multiple sports kids. So basically what they will do is, you know, normally during that time period – with that two week extension time period, they would, um, they would just be, you know, practicing. And, um, and so now that two week practice period is going to get pushed back two weeks further. So that'll, that'll cut into some of the football teams, especially some of the better football teams. So they're going to lose that. And um, it's kind of ironic because that came right after um, uh, uh, one of our state senators, Karen Housley, um, she had a bill that she wants to um, extend the periods of each game from 17 minutes, um, which they are right now, to 20-minute periods like the college and the pros play, mm-hmm. and then add um, six exhibition games um, per season, which I think would be great. Right. Now, this is um, – her husband's the coach of the Buffalo Sabres, Correct. Yep, he was uh, he was from Saint, South St. Paul. He's Hall of Famer, and he's uh, and uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. She's the state senator from um, uh, St. Mary's Point. Um, I think she's running for uh, U.S. Senate here. So I don't know if this is posturing to try to get uh, you know by saying she likes hockey or whatever. But a lot of what they're trying to do is you know they're they're trying to get the boys more time to play ice, you know, play on the ice and play as a team and. Um, trying to hopefully get more kids to stay in the state as opposed to going to, um, you know, development leagues or juniors and, and things like that. So, you know, with, with, with her proposal, they play 20 minute periods, they play, you know, an extra nine minutes a, a game, and then they would um, increase up to 33 um, games per, per season. You know, I mean, that's nothing compared to what they play in juniors. They play like 50, 60 games, but you know, it, it's an increase, and it lets the kids stay at home. And uh, I know a lot of the parents are calling for the fact that they like this, you know, because, you know, as much as the parents want to push their kids to play, you know, they also want their kids to stay home. 
So, you know, if, if right. they can stay home and play and not go off to, you know, um, the the development leagues or, or whatever, they, uh, you know, they would like that better. Right. Yeah. But, you know, it's good because I think um, if they were to extend the 20 minute or to the 20 minute period, I think it would get them better suited for the college level or even the juniors level, depending on which route they go, um, you know, because college, they play 20 minute periods and, you know, you play 20 minute periods in the American Hockey League and you pay, play 20 minute periods in the National Hockey League. So I think it would be a great thing for them to get used to playing those extra nine minutes a game. Well, and the, and the, and the, and the good part about the extra nine minutes is it, it forces the coaches to play their third and fourth lines more often and um, gives, gives kids that don't normally get as much ice time, ice time. So, I mean, that's, that's a good part of it too. And, right. and then the, and then having the six, um, um, oh, what do they call um, six games that don't count basically um, being, it, it allows teams like, you know, the, the, like the Moorhead team to be able to play Fargo you know, a couple of times and, or East Grand Forks or Grand Forks or, you know, Duluth to play against Superior and allows, you know, some of the teams like lacrosse to come across and, you know, into Minnesota and play more because right now that's kind of restricted and, you know, that's going to help hockey in, in Wisconsin as well and in North Dakota at the, at the high school level. So, and there'll even be teams from up North that'll be playing, you know, high school teams from, from Canada because, you know, they they're not allowed to really to do a whole lot of that because they they have to really regulate the games, the amount of games that they can play, and um, being able to play these quote unquote exhibition games um, would, is going to be a lot of fun. I think it, it's going to allow for a lot more fun. Right. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, we'll have to keep an eye on this and see if this actually passes. Now, um, I know you had said the girls opted out of um, the proposed bill. Is there any reason why? Um, the uh, Girls Hockey Coaches Association president, um, Jessica um, Christofferson, said that her group is not pursuing a longer season and opted out of supporting the Housley bill. Um, so oh, okay. her, um, their they they I guess just decided that they don't need that, and it's a different aspect. And um, you know they don't want to. I guess they don't want to interfere with the um, fall sports for, for the women. So um, or which the girls, makes sense. Um, which does make sense. You know they uh, until <laughs> that will stay in place as, uh, uh, up until the um, women's professional hockey league starts to take off and be more popular and then uh then you'll be seeing the same <laughs> the same thing going on with the girls that's going on with the boys because that's that's what this is all about you know it's all about keeping the kids um uh, training the kids better and getting the kids to stay in state and um in preparing them basically for you know a hockey career and this is right. a good way to do it yeah and speaking of the nwhl Minnesota's going to be pretty busy here within the next couple of weeks. Um, not that they usually aren't, but they are actually hosting the NWHL All-Star Weekend. Matter of fact, it's hosted by the Wild, and the games will be played at the uh, 
Wells practice, practice facility. Yeah, that's what the plan is for right now. They're going to play that trio, which is something that they just opened that up. In fact, um, St. Paul Johnson and North St. Paul are going to play the first game at that practice facility. But that only seats 1,200 people, and they're they're already getting the push. I think that they they may actually move that over to the X um, because the Wild don't play on that Sunday, which is when they would play that um, All Star game, and just do the skills at Tria, and they might move that over to the X and just you know see people in the lower bowl, you know, and then the, in the club level. So um, right, which which would be good because any. Around here, anytime you get a chance to go play hockey, you, you watch hockey, you do that. So, um, and the, I mean, it's, and especially you know the girls group, there'll be a lot. There'll be a lot of gals that are going to want to go see that here. You know, a lot of girls that play, you know, at, at the you know the Bantam level or the high school level or even at the college level, they're going to want to go see the pro level. So, and uh, right. you know, and a lot of the kids are from here too. So you know, you can have you know parents and family and all that. So. I, I think a 1,200-seat arena is going to be too small um, for that event, and I, I think they're going to find that out in a hurry, and I think they'll move it over to Excel. Yeah, that would be nice for them to, you know, have a bigger venue, especially since it's being held in Minnesota this year. I think they're going to draw um, a bigger crowd than they probably expect to, at least in my opinion. Um, now, I know they're doing the Skills Challenge on February 10th, and they're doing the All-Star Game on the 11th. And what really kind of sparked my interest, and in not only because this is women's hockey, but the fact that this really um, started a really good debate underneath of the social media threads. And, the, you know, people are like, I would love to have a women's team in my city. And so they were talking about what cities could support an NWHL team. And, of course, you and I had talked about that, and we think Minnesota would be a great place for them to put another team in the NWHL. Well, and you could could go as far as to say, you know, we could add a, um, you know, Midwest division, you know, and you could have, you know, Minneapolis, you could have Chicago, and you could have uh, Milwaukee, and you could have Detroit. You know, they're relatively close. Detroit's a little bit further, but, I mean, you could have those four cities or you could have St. Louis, you know, or, you know, or even, even Des Moines, you know, I mean, you could have four, there's, it's not hard to find four cities that are really close together that are, you know, hockey towns around here that would support that, you know, that would be good. And then, you know, and with the exception of Milwaukee, you know, so if you take Milwaukee out, say you go, you go um, Minnesota, Chicago, St. Louis, and Detroit, um, which kind of sounds like the old um, Norris division, but anyway, um, the uh, they would you know the, you you could pair them up with the with the with the um, NHL teams and you know kind of almost like the WNBA does, um, where you could have you know maybe ownership groups that would come in, step up, and say you know okay, I want to have my I want to have a, a, a women's pro sports team as well as a men's pro sports team at the same time and then you you know then then you you know you get more you get more um you know you get more occupants in the building you know and and, right and you know granted the women's league um schedule is smaller than the men's but 
you know, you'd still have, you know, a lot of, a lot more opportunity there. And I, I think that would be fun. And I think that would be a good idea. And if you're going to expand it, that'd be, that would be the logical place to expand it, in my opinion. Right. Oh, I have no doubts about that. Um, now, for those that aren't familiar with the NWHL, their all-star game format's a little bit different. Um, they have the all-star format will consist of two 25-minute halves. Each team will have 12 skaters and two goaltenders. The captains of the teams will be um, Buffalo Buttes goaltender Amanda Lavelle, and she played at the University of Minnesota, I believe, from 2011 or 2012 until 2016. And the other captain is the Boston Pride goaltender, Brittany Ott, and she was raised in Michigan. So, um, I, you know, I'm hoping that somewhere I can find this stream because I think it's going to be very great and a very um, – how do I want to say this? It, it's going to be such an exciting time to see this, um, the different format, especially. But the other thing that I really liked about this is that the um, NWHL invited two players from the Minnesota Whitecaps women's team to participate in the skills competition and the game. Yeah, see, and, and Minnesota Whitecaps is like a semi-pro team. Um, it's it's the gals that have already graduated from college, and basically it's a team. And they go around, and they play all the colleges in the area. They play against you know Bemidji, they play um, Minnesota Duluth, um, you know the Gophers, they play Wisconsin, and just about every weekend they do that. And they play on the weekends, and they all have jobs during the week, and they you know they practice maybe once or twice, and um, when you know, whenever whenever they play, they they get paid basically on whatever, however many people show up. That's how they get paid. And instead of it going to the university like normal, um, they you know it goes to the team. And then after the expenses are cut, then you know the players players get their their portion of it or whatever. So you know they don't necessarily draw a normal salary, um, but they're doing it. But they're playing hockey and they're doing it for fun. And the fact that the Whitecaps, a couple of the gals are. Um, uh, allowed to play, so to speak, or allowed to participate is 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 good because you know it, if the if the um, if they were to expand, you know it, Minnesota already has a pretty much has a team in place ready to go. So right, yeah, yeah. So you know this is not this is um, a couple of weeks away still. So I'm sure we'll be touching base on the NWHL All-Star Game again. But, yeah, I wanted to get it out there because I had just um, found the article on it. It came through my feed earlier this weekend. And I'm like, oh, this definitely we have to talk about this because it's really cool that, A, the Minnesota Wild are hosting it, and, B, that they're asking the Whitecaps semi-pro team to have two players come play with them. I mean, what an honor for those ladies. Well, that's and that that's the point, too, you know, and it – they don't pay a whole lot for the um, um, NWHL um, or WNHL. I don't remember which one it is now. Um, but anyway, they don't pay a whole lot for those guys to play. So they have to, you know, they have to have um, jobs. <laughs> so right. um, a, lot of them, a lot of them, you know, couldn't afford to go to the other cities where, you know, the pro teams are. So it, it's more like, you know, like I said, it's it's semi-pro. 
Right. And once we find out streaming information or if it's going to be televised, we will definitely pass that information forward on our Facebook page. And then if we find out, you know, around showtime, we'll definitely let you guys know as well. Um, Minnesota's got a big weekend coming up this weekend. It's, uh, what, the 12th annual Hockey Day in Minnesota? Or Hockey Day Minnesota, I guess, is what it's called. Yeah, it's it's actually it's in in, uh, in St. Cloud this year, which is which is kind of nice because it's the first time that they've really had it in a city that has um, collegiate level um, hockey teams. So um, they're going to start it out with um, what what hockey day is, is. They go out they they basically decide that they're going to build a, a rink somewhere and they they pick a city and then they pick a venue. And this this year it's in St. Cloud. It's um um, right by Lake St. George. Um, and, uh, then they play outdoor hockey all day long. And it would actually, it actually starts the night before they play. Um, it's usually like some sort of alumni thing where, you know, um, people from that went, that attended, you know, high schools or universities or had anything that affiliated with the, with the city and surrounding cities get together and, and, uh, and play some, um, when they did it at Stillwater last year, it was the uh, firefighters versus the uh, the policemen. Um, this year, I don't know what it is on Friday night, but I think it's something real similar to that. I think it's alumni versus um, uh, current hockey or something something along those lines. Anyway, so they're, they uh, <clears throat> they start broadcasting on Fox Sports North um, at 9 o'clock in the morning and then 10 o'clock at, in the morning, which is gonna, probably going to be pretty cold. Um, um, two high school teams play St. Cloud, St. Cloud Cathedral play, and then, which is what what's fun is is out outdoors. Um, at one o'clock, the um, University of Minnesota Duluth is playing against St. Cloud State. Um, that's also on Fox Sports North. If you get the Fox Sports Go app, <laughs> these are all on the Fox, these are all on the Fox Sports Go app too. If you have that, um, you, you'll be able to watch these no matter where you are, even if you're in Florida. Um, right. And then that, that, that will be a fun one. That'll be a fun one to watch. Those are two pretty good teams. Um, and that's at 1 o'clock. And then at 4.30, um, Moorhead um, plays against Centennial, um, which is two of the bigger schools. And Moorhead is, um, ironically, that's where Matt Cullen is from. Right. And they're playing so in St. Cloud. So is he <laughs> yeah, exactly, and yeah, yeah, most likely. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, because he went to St. Cloud State, so you know, I mean, his team's playing, you know, in the, the town that he lived in for four years. So there's a pretty good chance of that. And then um, after that, um, at the same time, basically that's going on. And uh, Minnesota State, uh, Mankato, which is currently ranked number eight, I think, or number nine in the country. Um, is going to play against St. Cloud State, which I think is ranked second or third in the country um, yep. at the uh, Herb Brooks National Hockey Center in St. Cloud. That, all these are on the Fox Sports Go app um, or on Fox Sports North or Fox Sports, Fox Sports North Plus if you have either one of those. And then um, to, to wrap it all up, if, if that's not enough, if you're if from 10 o'clock to 
eight o'clock at night is not enough hockey for you, then um, the Minnesota Wild are playing against the Tampa Bay Lightning at, at um, XL Energy Center at eight o'clock, and that's also on Fox Sports North and Fox Sports Go. So, if you want to sit around and just watch hockey all day, um, that's a good day to do it, and you can. <laughs> Basically, yeah, starts at nine. Like my perfect day. <laughs> yeah. It, Basically, it starts about 9 o'clock in the morning, and it runs till about 11 o'clock at night, and all those times are central. Right. And I know you said um, weekend, we'll kick so off if, on Friday if, night, essentially. 14, if 14, yeah, exactly. If 14 hours of hockey is not enough for you, then um, you, you're, you have more issues than Kimmy does. <laughs> right. Pretty much, because I, I watch a lot of hockey. You guys just don't understand. Um, now, um, like I said, I know you said that the the bread and butter of the Hockey Day Minnesota is Saturday, but it does, like Jimmy said, start off Friday night with the girls' high school hockey game, and this year it's between St. Cloud Icebreakers and Sartell Zuick Rapids. Did I pronounce that right? Yep, Sartell and South Rapids, yep. Yes. Yep, and then that's followed by the St. Cloud State Alumni game, so you were correct on that. Um, and this started in 2007 by the Minnesota Wild to celebrate the game um, that made your state the state of hockey. So that's it's really cool, you know, that they're continuing to do this 12 years later. But, yeah, and it's really funny because it's always my birthday weekend, so now i got to convince you know, the hubby to let's go watch hockey all day. <laughs> One year for my birthday. Um, he might not like that, but okay. <laughs> so, um, well, it, it's yeah, funny I, because Cloud, the, the mayor of St. Cloud has really embraced this, and he actually is going to try to do something along these lines um, every year now. Um, they're going it, to, it's more of a permanent structure than it is in some of the other areas, and it's, um, it's set up. They're going to have music. They're going to have um, a whole bunch of like, um, I guess, like food trucks. You know, the ones that you know have like, um, like pulled pork and all. You know, the 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 really good food trucks, not the ones that you know you buy a sandwich out and you have to microwave it. You know, the ones where you buy hot food from. Um, they're going to have a bunch of those there. Um, they're going to have you know the the usual. Um, then you know vendors kind of thing you know where you can get coffee and hot chocolate and uh i don't know i doubt it but i because I, I don't think they are but I don't, I don't know if they're selling beer and all that kind of stuff there too um but being st cloud it wouldn't surprise me if they did um it uh but it, it should be he wants to make it more of an event even more of an event and it and it it, it as the as the years have gone by it's become a bigger and bigger deal and a bigger event. And um, every city tries to seems tries to outdo the last city that did it. So it's fun, you know, and I, I know the majority of people listening, are going to, you know, are nowhere near St. Cloud. Um, but, you know, if you happen to like stumble upon, you know, tickets to Minneapolis, St. Paul and want to drive the, you know, hour to up to St. Cloud and, and go, you know, go check it out. I, it would be fun. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, you know, I would love to go one year and just see it. Cause, um, you know, three games are being played outdoors and you just to have that whole element of watching an outdoor game 
where it's really cold. <laughs> you know, that that's just the, as an extra element of excitement for me. You know, I, I think it would be just great and um, exciting and just take in the whole what hockey is supposed to be type theme. Because, you know, everybody started out playing on a pond somewhere. Well, at least up there, not down here. No, you'd have a hard time skating on your pond down there. You could water ski on them, I suppose. Yeah, um, we could play water polo, but that's about it. Right. But yeah, it's fun. Like you say, they got the three games, three outdoor games, and then they've got um, the two games the night before. So you'd actually you'd actually be able to watch five outdoor games, which is which is kind of fun. Um, but this is the first time that the, um, the women's college teams have played outdoors and be, become wow. a part of this, which is which is nice, you know. And uh, you know, like I said, with St. Cloud State being right there. Um, it, it made it made sense for them to do it. So, right, yeah. And I will post a link to our Facebook page so that everybody can um, check out the schedule and the information and everything about Hockey Day in Minnesota. So um, we'll definitely wrap that up next week on our show so that everybody has, you know, if you miss the game or two or three and. You can always uh, listen to us next week, and we'll wrap it up and let everybody know how everybody did. So I think that's all our – Like I said, everything is on Fox Sports Go. So if you have that app, um, you can watch any of these games, and you can see just how fun it is to watch. And uh, hopefully they have good ice, and hopefully it's not too cold. Right. Yeah, because it, it's terrible if it's too cold, especially for the fans because you're just sitting there. At least the players are getting to move. Right, and then you have to worry about the ice cracking too. So. Right. Yep. So that link is up on our Facebook page for anybody that's interested in learning more and reading the article and everything. Um, so to say that college hockey this weekend I would like to call it upset weekend because there were a lot of upsets <laughs> at least oh, in the first <laughs> at least in the Friday night game <laughs> I was like my phone was just going crazy with um, you know the scores and everything it was just nuts well, it was, it it was like definitely that. a wild weekend yeah, it seemed like on Friday night, it, every every team that you know that was ranked got beat by the, you know a lower ranked team or a higher ranked team or whatever. You know, I mean, St. Cloud State losing to Western Michigan. Who'd have thought that? You know, right? Um, I mean that that's the biggest one that stands out. I mean, there's there was there was a ton of them though. I think yeah. every 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 team in the Big Ten that played. The higher ranked team lost. You know the you know the higher seed. Right. It, it seems that way. It really does. Because you're right. Western Michigan upset St. Cloud State seven to five. Um, Penn State ended up beating Ohio State five to two on Friday night. I was like, right. wow. I actually watched that game. So. Um, you know, I was mouth wide open going, oh, my gosh, is this happening? Because Ohio State's a really good team this year. 
and they didn't well, they, play they, bad. They, well, they're a really good team, but they were playing at at, at Pagula in in you know in Hockey Valley. Um, right. The other two in the Big Ten, though, Michigan State shut out Wisconsin in the Kohl Center in Madison, and then you had right. Michigan beat Minnesota at uh, Mariucci. It's like, how does that right. happen? Yeah, and Minnesota ended up getting swept this weekend. Yeah, by yeah, Michigan. Well, that's back. That harkens back to the days of you know before there was a WCHA and a, and a CCHA. Went back when Michigan and Minnesota played four times a year because they were in the same conference. But uh, um, Michigan was really good. So, right. <laughs> you know, who knows? You know, they're, they're, they're trying to turn that program around. Um, you know, they're trying to replace uh, a legend and, you know, it, it'll come with time. Um, it, it's just, to me, it's surprising to see Michigan and Michigan state not doing as well as they are, they should be, but um, they, they played well this weekend. That's for sure. Right. They did. Um, and the other thing that I thought was interesting was North Dakota and Bemidji state, they tied 2-2 on Saturday night. And, you know, Bemidji was up at um, in North Dakota at the Ralph. So you would think that, you know, North Dakota would have had the, uh, the home ice advantage, but they ended up drawing to a tie on Saturday. Now, North Dakota ended up winning on Friday night 5-1. Well, and what – What's interesting? That's that's become a pretty good rivalry, um, Bemidji State and North Dakota. Um, it's it's one sided, but it, it's becoming more and more you know one sided. Obviously, in North Dakota's favor, but um, they're, they're, the two schools are not really that far apart, and I think that's the closest school that North Dakota plays. So, and I think that's the only school that they do a home and home with. Um, right. And so, you know, the fact that they split that, I don't know if that necessarily surprise, surprises me, um, just because, you know, you, you kind of throw things out when, you, when you're playing a rival like that. And, you know, it's not, it's not a big-name um, rival like, say, um, back when they were the Sioux and the Gophers would play or when, you know, or when North Dakota and um, Wisconsin would play. I mean, those were big-time rivals. Um, back in the old WCHA days, but now it's kind of come into a different deal where it's more regional. And um, so when they do play against Bemidji, because the both teams can travel, you know, the fans can travel because it's really not that far to go from from um, from North Dakota to Bemidji. So that kind of that kind of puts a different aspect on it and you know I, and, right. and I know for a fact that a lot of the Bemidji um, a lot of people in that building were, were from Bemidji because that's that's a gorgeous building and you know it's, and it's a good excuse to go play there right right I've never been so um, I, I can't tell you but I take your word for that one um, of course with the split of St. Cloud State this weekend they went, I believe, from number two to number three in the rankings. And Clarkson and went from 
three to two, and then Notre Dame stayed at number one. So you can see kind of how that sweep kind of hurt St. Cloud State a little bit in the rankings, but still a pretty good season to go with that. Well, and they're, now, they're, um, they're not making the tournament. I mean, they've right. already pretty much punched their, their ticket to go, so which would be great for them. I, I, I don't I, I don't remember if they when the last time St. Cloud State actually went into the tournament. Um, it's been a while. If they even if they've gone, I, I, maybe it goes back to the old Herb Brooks days when he was coaching there. So, right now, what was interesting this weekend too is, and I'm gonna move over to the Atlantic Hockey Conference this weekend. Um, this weekend in the Atlantic and the Atlantic Conference or Atlantic Hockey, um, it, it was kind of the weekend of the goaltenders over there. Air Forces. Um, goaltender allowed one goal on 56 on 56 shots one goal on 56 shots this is crazy um they beat rit this weekend they actually swept them um they won two to one on friday and then on saturday uh billy christopolis made 30 saves for his first collegiate shutout it's amazing, you know, because I was, was like, it, wow, was, 56 shots total. Was it the same goaltender both nights then? It was the same goaltender both nights. That's a pretty good uh, that's a pretty good effort right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he allowed um, one goal and on 50, 56 shots total. So that was for both nights. Um, he had – he went 30 for 30 on um, – Saturday night and 35 for 36 on Friday night. That's crazy. I was like, wow. When I was reading about this, I was like, holy moly. So you have Air Force's goaltender that had a great, great weekend. Um, You had a rookie goaltender pick up his first career shutout on Saturday. Um, it was uh, four nothing, and that was uh, who was that? Oh my gosh, I just totally lost what team that was. Bentley, Bentley and Army West Point. That's who it was. So um, Saturday night, Bentley ended up beating Army West Point four nothing, but this rookie goaltender picked up his first career shutout, which was awesome. I was like, wow. It was like the weekend of the uh, the goaltenders over there. Well, there it was, yeah. But yeah. if you go to the NCAA, if you go to the NCAC, not so much. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, I mean we rarely talk Atlantic hockey, so I when I read these stats, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to talk about these. Um, oh no, because exactly. I mean it, it's funny how you can have that in you know in. You know, next next weekend it might be completely different. You know, and if you look mm-hmm. at the, that whole conference was scoring was low. Yes, it was. It was. Um, you had uh, for American International, you had another freshman who pitched his first career shutout on Friday as they knocked off Kinesius. Kinesius, thank you. Um, Kinesius, three nothing. This is why I have you here. 
Well, and, um, and, and, you know, in, in your, your defense, you know, these are not football schools. These are not basketball schools. They're not, you know, you, you don't see them. You're not, you're not going to pick Canisius in your, in your um, uh, tournament bracket for March Madness. I had seen any basketball bracket, no. right? No, you're not. And they're, they're not going to be playing in a bowl game that you're going to watch. You know, you know they're not going to play in the Cotton Bowl. So, you know, right. not, not a whole lot of people know a lot of these schools, but, you know, if, when when you follow follow college hockey, you know them just because. Well, you know, and I I'm the first to admit when it comes to college hockey, I'm kind of a newbie than I am a veteran like Jimmy's. So this is why we make such the perfect pair on air. Um, but yes, so the you know another rookie goaltender with a shutout, um, and it's his first career shutout, and. Uh, you know, to me, that was like, wow. And then you had Murphy, her senior, um, who helped the Lakers sweep Niagara. He ended up um, stopping 65 out of 69 shots in the first game or in the two games this weekend. So, as I said, it was the weekend of the goalies over here in the Atlantic hockey. Well, in Atlantic hockey, it's kind of different than a lot of the other conferences, too, is they, they play throughout the whole week. In fact, um, they had two games tonight, and the goaltending wasn't as good tonight because uh, Mercyhurst <laughs> beat um, RIT 6-3, to and then uh, um, Bentley lost 4-2 to to uh, Sacred Heart. So um, it's not uh, – it, the goaltending didn't hold up through the rest of the week. <laughs> no, it didn't. It only happened on Friday and Saturday night. It was magical. So. <laughs> um you know, I like to bring up interesting facts like that, especially when it's, if it was one goaltender, that would be like, oh, really great for the kid. But it was four different goaltenders in four different games over the weekend. And I was like, this is something I have to bring up on the show just because it's, it's unique to me because I, you know, I follow a lot of different, you know, college hockey clubs. And so I just kind of was like, wow, I have to, you know, bring this up because I think this is a great feat considering two of them were freshmen, <laughs> you know. So you, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen there? But, yeah, and um, the other game tonight is Massachusetts at Maine. And I'm not sure. That's in Hockey East, but I'm not sure if that's over yet or and who won. Uh, Maine won that one three to one. Okay, thank you. Maine's a Maine's a bubble team. They're anywhere from twenty two, depending upon what week you're looking at them. So, um, they they have a chance. This is one of the better teams they've had. I think they'll probably be better next year. Um, they're one of those, you know, they're they're doing okay, um, but they're not um, they're not the level that they used to be at. And but I think they're they're recruiting better, and I think that um, you know they have an outside shot of getting into the tournament this year. But I think realistically, they're uh, they're a year away. Right now, Maine played also this weekend because they played Northeastern this weekend, and um, Maine is actually probably one of the hottest teams coming out of Hockey East right now, like you had alluded to. But you know, I. I take your opinion to heart when you say that you think maybe they're a year away, but um, the Huskies ended up sweeping Maine this weekend. Right, that's what I mean. And they were going into the weekend; they were rated, they were ranked twentieth. Twentieth, and now they're not ranked. 
now they're not ranked. So, right. Which you know, getting swept will do that to you if you're in the twenty spot. They'll throw somebody else in there. So, right. And the University of New Hampshire had a rough weekend in Hockey East too. They lost both their games. So. So um, did you see the results of the Friday night game between? Um, Omaha and Miami, and that's not Miami of Florida. That's Miami of Ohio. There's not a hockey team. Right. Down. The, the U the U does not have a hockey team, not yet. So yeah, that was the uh, the mini football game that was played on ice, correct? Because if I remember correctly, yeah, that they, score was something like eleven to seven. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Well, but the cool part is that um, uh, Oma, they had fifty six hundred fans there. I thought it was Holy great moly. for a hockey game in Omaha. Oh, that Miami. is wonderful. I could kind of see that more against, um, you know, if they were playing Duluth or if they're playing, you know, North Dakota or something like that, just because, you know, the people would want to go, you know, watch that. But to, against Miami, that that's incredible. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I happened to see that come up on the scoreboard, and I was like, because I had to double check because I knew Miami is a football team too. And I was like, I thought college football was over. And then I happened to look and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a hockey game. What a fun game for them to watch too. I mean, that's a lot of goal scoring, um, not very good goaltending, but a very good um, offensive game if you like goal scoring. Well, I think, I think uh, like seven or eight of the goals were um, power play goals. So it was a lot of um, a lot of bad defenses and a lot of a lot of you know bad decisions and a lot of you know a, a lot of time in the penalty box. So you know and leave, a lot of leaving your goaltender out to dry. So yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that was a wow. Yeah, when I saw that come through, and I totally forgot until you mentioned it that that was the high scoring game of the weekend. <laughs> well, and yeah, it was, and and it was like it was like thirty three shots for Omaha to get 11 goals and like 26 shots for Miami to get seven goals. So the uh, goaltending wasn't, you know, superb, but I think a lot of it had to do with the power play. Right. Which makes sense. I mean, you know, it's, especially when you're giving up a lot of power play goals, I, I you can even see this on the pro level. Um, when your team is having to penalty kill all the time it wears your defense down, and especially if you can keep them in the zone for longer than they want to be out there shifted. So, yeah, I can imagine that a lot of these goals came on power plays. Well, and what fun was that too? You know, fifty six hundred. I I can't imagine that they. I don't imagine that they draw that many. So you know, imagine if this is your first look at live hockey and you see eighteen goals. You know, you're probably going to want to go to the next game. <laughs> You know, oh, I mean, no doubt. This no is a doubt. lot more exciting than I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> right. If I went to a game where it was, what, 18 goals scored, <laughs> I think I would go back. I like to hear mm-hmm. the horn go off. Um, that's just me, though. Now, um, Saturday, it wasn't nearly that bad. Uh, I believe it was like a 4-3 to three game, and Omaha ended up getting the sweep. Yeah, they they I think they were just tired. I think they couldn't shoot anymore. <laughs> they're tired of scoring goals. I'm starting to feel like a wet spaghetti, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a lot of goal scoring. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. 
Yeah, a lot of upsets, a little little shake up in in the in the in the poll rankings, and you know Minnesota dropped like crazy, and they should, and they're because that's not a really good team. But um, coming up, it should be interesting. Um, the uh, the Big Ten um, is kind of being controlled they, at this time of year when football's over, then they shift their focus more towards um, hockey because the basketball is more of a um, nationwide thing. So the, the better teams in, in basketball are playing on ABC and NBC and CBS and all the, you know, ESPN and all that. So big 10 network kind of shifts their focus to, to hockey, which is good for us because right. um, Thursday night, Thursday night, um, there's a game and it's Minnesota. Minnesota and, yep. And then Friday night, there's a game. So if you have big 10 network, you can watch a game on Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday. So those are those right. Well, now in the fun part about the game on um, Saturday, that's Michigan, Michigan Tech, and uh, Michigan State. I mean, and Minnesota again, but they're playing at um, Madison Square Garden. Oh, okay. The uh, it, it's uh, they do this every year. They rotate um, the schools, the Big Ten schools that have um, the, the six. You know, because North Dakota or not North Dakota, but Notre Dame's not part of the um, the basketball part of it. But um, every year they take one team, and this year it's Minnesota's turn. So Minnesota plays Ohio State in basketball at like one o'clock. And then after that game's over, then they clear everybody out. They put in the, put in an ice rink, <laughs> and, and that's going to be really um, bad ice. <laughs> it's going to be horrible ice. And and then they play. Uh, then Minnesota plays um, Michigan State. Um, you know, it, I think it's seven, seven um. Central or eight Eastern, I think. Um, give them enough time to chill the ice down or whatever and get people back in the building. But, but uh, that should be kind of fun. But the big game, the one for um, – and I mean, those those games are on. And like I said, the ones the, um, – the, the St. Cloud games are on Fox Sports North and Fox Sports North Plus and Fox Sports Go. But then on Sunday afternoon, um, Boston – or not Boston, but um, Notre Dame plays um, – Wisconsin. Um, I'm so excited United, for this game. At the United <laughs> Center. It's it's at the United I, Center in Chicago, and it's on NBCSN. Right. Yeah, I am so excited for this game. Um, if you have not had a chance to watch Notre Dame play hockey this year, tune in, especially Sunday, because they are so incredibly fun to watch on the ice. You can tell not only are they a really good team, but they have fun when they're out there playing. And it's just one of the most entertaining clubs I have watched on the college side this year. And they're doing so well that you just find yourself kind of rooting for them, except for when they're playing like, you know, Penn State for me or Jimmy's team, (laughs) you know, but you still, as a hockey fan, you enjoy them. But I have actually been lucky enough to watch a lot of Notre Dame games this year. And this matchup this weekend has me super excited because Wisconsin is a very good hockey club. They may only be ranked 18, 
they're really good. And so this matchup here, I think, is going to tell me a lot about Notre Dame and exactly how good they are because they have not lost a Big Ten matchup yet this year. Well, and the fun part about this, this is, too, is that um, it's at the United Center, you know, and that's mm-hmm. the 18,000-seat arena. And you're going, well, how can they possibly do that with, with college hockey? Well, it's about an hour and a half to hour, 45-minute bus ride from – Madison to Chicago. So you know there's going to be a lot of Wisconsin fans there. And Notre right. Dame always travels well. So it should probably be a pretty good-sized crowd at that arena. And I think that's right. why they picked that one. And I think that's why NBCSN is just going to be there. It, it, it's going to be a huge college at, atmosphere. Both t- both clubs are bringing their bands because um, you know, neutral site. So um, right. It, it will. It will be fun. It will be raucous, and um, it, and it gives people a, a chance that have never really watched um, college hockey before um, on television or in person a chance to you know to see the difference in the game. Right. And I actually know a couple of Chicago Blackhawks fans that live in Chicago that actually have tickets for this game on Sunday. So I like. I told him I was like, I want a full report of what it was like live because I'm going to watch it on TV. But um, super jealous that they get to go. <laughs> you know? Well, because this is one of the. Um, isn't that at like 2 o'clock? It's at 3.05 Eastern Standard Time, so 2.05 your time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't, right. I don't know if there's a football game. But I don't know when the playoffs are at football or whatever, but uh, I'll watch the hockey yeah. instead. <laughs> <laughs> Depends. I mean, you, uh, you Minnesotans up there have a uh, a lot riding in the the NFC championship game. Yeah, you know, well, it's be you know, exciting it, for you guys. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how we pulled that one off at the end, um, but it was a fun play to watch. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. I unfortunately missed it because I was watching hockey. So <laughs> I was watching the uh, the Pens play. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I am super excited that NBCSN is picking up, you know, the Notre Dame-Wisconsin game. To me, that's yeah, just, Notre, you know, that's a big push. Notre Dame has, a, Notre Dame has another national broadcast game coming up um, against Minnesota, I think, in like um, – I want to say like two weeks. I think it's during the uh, um, the week before, the week be- be- between um, the championship games. So it would be like next weekend, I think. Um, right. And that's going to be on ESPN too. So that will be fun too. So there'll be another chance to watch Notre Dame play. Yeah. They've had a couple of Friday night games that have been played on NBCSN too this year already. Um, I, I think it's really good that they're finally in the Big Ten because you get exposed to so many really good college teams by just watching. I mean, Notre Dame, everybody knows Notre Dame. And so to have a big name like that in the Big Ten and they're being put on national TV on NBCSN or even NHL Network has hosted one game of theirs. And, um, you know, to be able to see them 
on prime time, basically, I think it's a big push for college hockey, at least in my opinion. Well, like you say, it's a name that everybody knows, and and it, it's really helped. They've really that program has really grown. Because um, a lot of you, what you see there is you see a lot of coaches' kids there, and uh, because the coaches coaches hate to coach their own kids, so you see a lot of coaches' kids go to Notre Dame and 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 play there. So you know, and at that level, at the collegiate level, I mean, there's very few players that are better than coaches' kids because they're they're rink rats. You know, ask Jake Kenfel. <laughs> they're right. rink rats. I mean, they, they cause, well, because wasn't um, uh, didn't Phil Kessel call Jake Kenfel stick boy when uh, <laughs> when Jake was Just hanging funny. around? Uh, yes, yes, he did. There's a mic'd up of um, during the playoffs where Gensel had scored, I think, a hat trick against Columbus. And um, when he sat down on the bench, he ended up sitting down next to Phil. And Phil's like, yo, kid, grab me my stick. Because <laughs> he actually did. He was the stick boy for Phil at one point. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun. Like, we can't stress enough on our show here exactly how important college is to the NHL, to the Canadian Hockey League. This is where these kids start out. And Jimmy used to tell me a long time ago, oh, I remember when he go and then this college and now look at him. And I'm like, what? <laughs> now that I'm seeing the progression, you know, I, it, I can't stress enough exactly how important college hockey is to follow. Well, and if you, look, if you look at the Canadian hockey team, the Olympic hockey team, which is obviously one of the favorites to win the gold, Nine of the players on that team um, are either current or former collegiate hockey players. So there's another example of it. You know, I mean, if the Canadians are coming down to play in college hockey, it's got to mean something, right? Right. Well, quite a few Canadians came and played at least one year with um, J.P. Parisi when he was coaching high school hockey. Yeah. Yeah, they would always they would come down at um, Shattuck St. Mary's, um, you know, and that's where that's where I always say that's you know it, that's where Crosby that's where Crosby is from Minnesota. That's where he graduated from his high school year, right. his high school senior high school year. But yeah, and not only him, but Jonathan Tate. People, people seem to think he's from Canada. I don't kind of get that, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I mean, it's it, these aren't like no name players. These are players like. Um, Crosby, um, Jonathan Taze is another player that played there. Well, so, you know, it's... You know, obviously, Zach Parisi played for his dad, so... Right, I was going to say. Yeah, and of course, Zach, but um, who's coming on fairly strong now that he's getting healthy. Yeah, it's taken him a while to get his hands together, but he, his back looks so good, and, you know, he's... a. Uh, He's a mucker up in front of the net, so I mean that's that's where he's that's where he's so good at you know at getting in the way of the goaltender and redirecting pucks. And he's he's his he couldn't do that. And then you you could you could tell it, but you couldn't tell it. But then when you look back on it after you found out how bad his back was, you, you went you just basically went okay. That's why he wasn't playing the way he normally plays. And, you know, it wasn't for him wasn't for lack of effort. It was because you know there was something physically wrong with him and he just couldn't do it anymore. 
Right. Yep. Now, um, I know we're we're kind of running over a little bit here on College Hockey, but I don't mind, and I don't think our listeners mind too much either. But we talked about the men's side. Um, the women's side, there wasn't as – it was exciting because it's women's hockey, but, I mean, there were no big upsets this weekend. Um on the women's side, Wisconsin played Minnesota State, but uh, Wisconsin's still number one. <laughs> they still haven't. They've only lost one game all season. Um, Boston right. College is still number two. Clarkson's still number three. Colgate is still four. Minnesota's still five. I mean, nothing changed except for St. Lawrence wasn't ranked last week, but now they're number 10, and Maine moved up to number nine. So that's probably the only um, the only big thing that happened this weekend on the women's side. Yeah, I got to watch um, the second game of the Minnesota Duluth um, Bemidji game series, and uh, that was fun. And uh, uh, it, it's always fun to watch the women's game because it's it's, it's so much quicker and. Um, it, it, it's, it, it's not as sloppy as the men's game is. It's not so much, you know, digging into the boards and, you know, there's no rugby scrums or very little of that whatsoever. Um, but there, you know, it, there's no real checking in the women's game, but that doesn't mean there isn't hitting. Um, there's a gal trying to bring, bring the puck in um, for Duluth and the Bemidji um, defenseman, defense woman, defenseman, whatever, um, just kind of stood her ground and kind of just plowed, basically plowed into her, just knocked her over. And it's like, well, that's part of hockey. You know, it's not interference, nothing. You're carrying the puck. And, uh, and it, I mean, it was a big hit, especially for, I mean, it was a big, it would have been a big hit in the men's game, but it was a huge hit in the women's game, which I thought was great. Um, but the analyst um, is a gal that played for Duluth in can't remember her name, Christy something. Anyway, um, she was really good, and she pointed out a lot of things that, um, you know, you, you don't necessarily know or pay attention to. And, and the fact that, you know, so much of the men's games comes from the outside because they play along the boards a lot more, whereas in the women's game, it's more in the center. So the goaltenders are more focused playing the angles that are, you know, in tight more, you know, up, up, up the center more. And so – a lot of times the goaltenders in the women's game actually get beat on the, um, on the short side or the short angle side more often than the men's side because they're not used to seeing shots come from the boards. And I thought that was kind of interesting just because it's, a, you know, right. it, it's more of a wide open and more of a between the dots kind of game. Right. Yeah. And, and yep. another thing, that, another thing she brought up and it was in the second period and she's just, you know, and the you know the 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 announcer you know the announcer because she was the analyst and the announcer said you know and and you know they've got them trapped in there you know and this is the period of the long change and she's and she says well actually she says you know I played offense and my bench is closer now she says so I considered the second period the period of the short change, <laughs> which 
it makes sense in a way, you know, because you can, if you can get the puck in deep, she said, you can just keep cycling players in and in and in, in and out and in and out and in and out. And whereas, you know, they can't get to their bench, but you can get to yours in a hurry. She said, so, you know, I, I always thought it was the short chain, not the long chain. That's a great, that's a great analogy. Uh, can't argue with that one. That's actually pure genius. I, I cannot, um, <laughs> I cannot do that. Um, <laughs> Mary, we kind of answered Mary's question to a point, um, but I wanted to read it on air. She said, what's with all the first game upsets in college hockey, hockey lately? And like well, this weekend, for example, yeah. was just, it was Friday night was just crazy. <laughs> it's, it's kind of all, it's been like that a lot. Um, it's been like that for years where you will have Friday night upsets. And then it's whether or not you come back on Saturday night to, you know, to re, you know, avenge that loss that you had on Friday night. And, uh, you know, obviously the Gophers did not do that, but you look at most of the rest of the teams that lost in upset fashion on Friday night, they came back and won on Saturday. Um, and then, you know, it, it's because, you know, you wait the whole week and then you get, you know, you, you take the long bus ride for most of these kids and you get there because you leave on the bus, at, you know, and on Friday, you know, it's not like the NHL where you're flying in, you know, the night before and you stay in the hotel room and you're good to go or whatever. A lot of times it's the long bus ride and uh, you're trying to get ready for the game, but you at the same time, you know, you just had a long bus ride. And I don't know about you, but if I'm riding four or five hours, six hours, seven hours in a bus, you know, I'm not necessarily ready to, you know, play at a high level of hockey. Of course, most of the time I'm not ready to play a high level of hockey, anyways. But, um, but you know what I mean. Um, they, so you, you can get more Friday night upsets um, for um, if if you're the home team, um, and you could kind of see that. But then you can also see it the other way is, you know, they a lot of times the visiting team will have the advantage because they've had that bus ride together, whereas the home team hasn't been together and had that camaraderie. So it, college hockey is a funny thing because, you, like I say, they don't play at all. For the most part, they don't play during the week. And uh, so you're playing Friday, Saturday night, and you're trying to get, gear yourself up. And sometimes, you know, it, you get lost in the moment and you, you're just, you're flat and you take it, you know, you just think that you're better than that team. So you're going to win. Right. Which makes sense. I mean, I, for me, a lot of the upsets I think tend to come around teams that don't necessarily play each other often, especially out of conference. Um, and you're just trying to get a feel for the team it would be, you know, Well, and you know, and I, I, up, up, uh, you know, upsets that you know. I mean, Vermont came into Minnesota and beat in, on the women's side and beat. You know, that's one of the really good upsets on Friday night. You know, but they didn't take a bus in; they flew in. You know, and they huh. they may have flew in the night before, and they won. Right. They won four to two, but then Minnesota turned around and won like six to one the next night. You know, that's what you're supposed to do when you get stung by somebody you that you're taking it, you know, you took for granted that you were just going to be able to roll in there and beat them, you know, and 
that didn't happen. So then you come back out Saturday and it's like, okay, well, you'll have no more of that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So I did want, cause we had been talking about the upset. So I wanted to get Mary's question on the air. <laughs> Goodness, we didn't lose Kimmy there. She comes back. Well, and and there were some good, uh, there also some good non-conference matchups. And um, Robert Morris was was ninth, and Ohio State was eighth. And Friday night, Ohio State just blew up on Robert Morris, five to nothing, and it wasn't much of a game. It was pretty much a, a one-sided game. Um, but then you turn around and you look on Saturday and it's like, okay, you're, you're fine. Um, but then you, <laughs> you turn around and you look. Um, Robert Morris made a little bit more of an effort on it, but Ohio State still beat him 5-2. to two. So um, sometimes that trip is difficult. And sometimes playing in that other arena, you know, because that was an eight against a nine. And those – Theoretically, should have been that should have been an, you know a, a really close matchup, and it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't even close at all. So, right. Um, yeah, I apologize. I've been fighting this cough bronchitis thing for a couple of weeks, and um, that one just came out all of a sudden. And I apologize. So, um, but yeah, thank you, Jimmy, for going on with the show there. <clears throat> But yeah, you're you're right. Um, you know, um, so like I said, I wanted to get Mary's question on air. The other one, when it comes to college hockey, that I wanted to get on was from Bo, and he actually had asked this question. It was either last week or the week before, and we still haven't gotten to it. So I wanted to get <clears throat> this one on air this week too. And he says, I've heard a lot of fans of the game of hockey say that the NHL draft is very deep this year i've also heard other fans say it's only like the top 10 players maybe less than that what do you think it is well there's that defenseman for sweden who's probably going to be a generational player um i can't think of the name of him um yeah um yeah I mean, he, he, that's probably the number one overall pick. Um, but it's so hard um, to know. Um, I mean, it's hard every year to know. Um, but yeah, there, it depends on who you talk to. Um, I mean, the prospects probably won, run like 30 to 35 deep as far as, you know, the players that could be taken. You don't know if you can actually get those players because a lot of them are overseas. So, um, realistically, you know, probably top 10 is about right as far as players that, you know, you could draft and could make an impact in the next year or so. Right. And stay tuned because Kim likes to make silly predictions that come true when it comes to the NHL draft. Um, I had the one goaltender going, I believe, in the top 100 last year, and he was, um, he was drafted in the top 100 and. That was kind of a lot of people are calling that a really a real steal of the draft last year. So, um, you know, it, it's a great question. And like Jimmy said, right now, it's really hard to tell. Um, I think we'll have a better idea after watching some of these kids play in the Olympics 
because uh, a lot of them are playing in the Olympics. Um, you, if you watch the World Juniors, you got a really good idea of some of the players that are currently undrafted or currently drafted to teams. Like, for example, Sweden's goaltender, um, Gustav, Gustafsson, I have her name, but um, he is drafted by the Pink and he played goalie for Sweden this year in the World Juniors. So um, it really depends. If you watch a lot of college hockey, you'll have a better idea of, you know, who a lot of the college hockey announcers will actually tell you during the game, oh, well, it's already drafted by Boston or this kid's already drafted by Anaheim, you know, and they're really good about telling you that. Um, so my best advice would be, you know, just keep watching the juniors, the Olympics, the um, hockey, and I think you'll have a better idea of um, where the draft game and make your own personal opinion on that. Well, and the other thing you can do, too, is go to watch the um, college tournaments, and you can also watch um, – the Minnesota State High School hockey tournament <laughs> because right. there will be there will be 31 scouts at that tournament because those kids are turning 18. So, um, but a lot of times it's you know it, that player is there, but you it's they don't necessarily get drafted where they should be drafted. Um, like for instance, for the Wild, Kaprasov, um, a phenomenal hockey player. And probably could have went number one overall in the year he was drafted, but he wasn't drafted until the fifth round because he's overplaying in the KHL and he can't get out of his contract out there. So, and in fact, he, before the whole um, doping incident out there in, in Russia, he was, he was supposed to be um, playing on their Olympic team. And they basically told him that, you know, if you go to the NHL, you can't play in the Olympic team. And he decided to play on the Olympic team. And now he can't play in the Olympic team. So um, they're going to field their own team. But um, it's situations like that where you don't necessarily know where you're, whether or not you can get that player released from the league that they're playing in. That makes it difficult. You know, there's probably, a, you know, 25 to 30 really good players, you know, uh, that will probably eventually make some sort of a, a push. Um, right. And that's why they're talking about how deep it is because the, you know, right. you'd watch the juniors and it's, it's some of that hockey was just phenomenal, but um, <clears throat> you don't, you don't know who you're going to get or who you can get or who you can't get. So um, right. that makes, I mean, that makes it tough. Right. And um, we're going to, Go ahead here and wrap up our college hockey talk. But um, next week, we are definitely getting to Matt's question. Um, and I'll, I'll read it on air in case people want to um, contribute to this. But Matt wants to know, I'm curious if there are any drafted or even undrafted college players we should start keeping an eye out for the NHL within the next few years. So um, I do want to hit that question in more detail next week. So, Matt, I'm not really trying to push you off. It's just I really want to cover this question, but I want to make sure that I cover it to the fullest extent because there are quite a few kids that got drafted last year and in 2015 and 14 that you're really going to start seeing come up through the NHL. And 
you know, I definitely want to hit that question. So, um, <clears throat> Jimmy, I'm going to give you a little break here a minute. And I'm going to take a moment here to promote the other two shows that currently are with KJC Radio. And that's KJC Radio. Um, the first one is a fifth down football talk, which is Chris Dietz's show. And that airs tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And they talk football. So we talk hockey. Chris talks football. They talk both college and NFL football. And then at midnight standard time on Friday morning, 11 p.m. Thursday, um, Central Standard Time, just to kind of make that, you know, so you guys know exactly what time. We have talk therapy with Red and Puddin' that comes on. And they talk about everything and anything. Um, some topics are definitely not kid-friendly, but, you know, at midnight, your kids shouldn't be up anyway on a school night. So, um, but they do talk, you know, some topics, they talk about everything and anything. Um, their show is just talk therapy. It's just get it out and talk about it. So it's a great show. You guys give it a listen. They're two great ladies, and um, I think you'll really enjoy their show a lot. So I wanted to get that care of Jimmy um, so promote their two shows on the network. We have a caller. I'm going to take this caller quick. Here on the air with Kim and Jimmy, who's this? Hey, Kimmy, it's Lou. I only got about 10 minutes, though, so I'll try to do it as quickly and just because I can. I uh, right. just I'm, saw we the. We kept you on hold so long. Yeah, I know. I have I have a call from the boss, so um, I just saw the Rangers game beat up Philadelphia. Thank goodness, we needed that win. Hey, you finally won one. Ha ha ha! Funny, funny. Hey, I thought that yeah. was a great game Sunday. Maybe for you, but I wanted to, but I wanted to throw up. Yeah, yeah you did. know um. I, I was kind of hoping that Lundqvist would tip the net again, but this time he yeah. decided to throw the puck. So. Yeah. Well, thankfully, you know. Yeah. But I'll tell you that um, the division that I think is um, most importantly is that uh, there's a division in the West that's really tightened up. The Central Division. Yeah. I mean, there's only 10 points that separates first from last. Yep. Yeah, well, so in, I'm keeping my eyes on that division as well as mine. Well, and the thing about that division, too, is that um, every single one of the teams in that division uh, yeah. has a positive rating on their goal differential. Wow, Kimmy, your voice changes like that. Wow. <laughs> That's Jimmy. <laughs> gotcha. <clears throat> I know. <laughs> but, yes. Or Kimmy's been Quist. No. I mean, you look. You got Win. You got Winnipeg at twenty plus twenty six. St. Louis yes. at plus thirteen. Nashville at plus seventeen. Um, Dallas at plus fourteen. Minnesota plus two. Um, Colorado plus sixteen. Chicago plus thirteen. You know, and yeah. I mean, compare that to you know the Metropolitan, and you know Columbus is in third place, but they're at a minus five. You know, yeah. Pittsburgh's at a minus six. And the Jets are minus the, nine. And I would That's say I think better. the Jets. And the Jets are the most improved team, I think, from last year. I would disagree with you on that. I would think it oh. would be Colorado. 
Okay, that's too. Well, think... Why don't we call it a tie? Because, <laughs> you know, Colorado I'm, last I'm year. Gonna... I'm going to call oh, you I both gonna... out on that. I'm going to say it's going to be Vegas that's the most improved from last year. Well, hold it. Vegas didn't come in last year. <laughs> You look at nice how many try, points Jimmy. they had last year and how many points they have this year, and they have true. a lot more points this year than they did last year. Yeah, but they weren't right. here yet. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Nice try. <laughs> We're just gonna call you out um, on that one, Jimmy. That was just. And the Coyotes scary. are still the and the Coyotes are still the Coyotes. Oh dear. Yeah. Sell them. Get rid of them. Do something. This team is an embarrassment. No, they're oh, they not. Got, they're, they, got, they got plans for them, so yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll be just fine. Well, as I like to call yeah. it, Coyote ugly. Ugh. Well, you you got to think. Look at Atlanta. Look how Atlanta didn't do too well in their last couple of years in Atlanta, and then yeah. now they've moved to Winnipeg, and they're completely different. So just sit back yeah, and watch. Are. Magic happen. Mm, I think Phoenix is going to go to I think um, Seattle. See, that's mo- that was my thinking is that they would go to Seattle. But now that the ownership group that is in place that is in place in Seattle and the way they're redoing that, I think that that's they're going to expand there. And I I'm, now I'm thinking that um, Arizona is going to move to Kansas City. Ah, the original home of the Devils. Yeah, and it wouldn't take it wouldn't take much to redo that arena. Right. Right. Well I could say by Kansas not City much, here. By I not come. much, it's, oh. you know, maybe a couple hundred million dollars, which you know I don't have in my back pocket, but I'm sure they do there. And <laughs> they support their teams there very, very well. Um maybe they can lose a few. No, I you know, I you know, they support the Royals very well and they support um, yes. the Chiefs very well and it's a decent size and they're and it's in that area where there isn't another team around. So you know, they're far enough away right. from St. Louis. They're far enough, far enough away from, you know, from um, Chicago and, and Minnesota. And, you know, they can pull in a lot of a lot of fan base. So I think that, you know, a hockey team could do very well in that, in that area if they wanted to have one. Well, the thing is, they did try before, but then uh... – you know, the Devils went to Colorado and then became, you know, the Devils as we know it now. <clears throat> right. Yeah, they, they were in Kansas City for like a week. And, you know, they, it was more more of a minor league team there than it was anything else. So. Yeah. Ah, it's true. Yeah. Jets are lowering ticket prices. Okay. That wasn't a joke. Just well, all right. Now, it's something here on my local news, so I just, just caught mm-hmm. something here. So the rumor the rumor was true. Okay. Yeah, And uh, let's see. Well, there's a couple more items here before I go. Okay. Yeah. I was I was reading it. Um, yeah, um, the um, Yahoo's uh, forward, I mean, Predator's forward, uh, is, is, is it pronounced Alberts, Albertson? Mm-hmm. Albertson, he is on the injured reserve list. Low body injury. Right. Right. And uh, this other one, this uh, this new uh, uh, prospect, uh, Derek uh, uh, England, uh, he's the, the expansion draft, and he's uh, signed a 
He signed a one-year deal with the Vegas Golden Knights. Right, yeah, they uh, extended his contract. That happened today, actually earlier yes, this I afternoon. Mm, I'm yep. aware of that. Hey, Golden Knights are really making, but, are really making some headway. Yeah, but you know what? I think that's a great signing, honestly. If you've watched him play, he's been a huge anchor for that team. And so it's well, exciting to see that a lot of these players are going to stay together for a little bit. Yeah, I, but out here you don't get a chance to see a lot of their games since they're on so late when they when they are uh, televised here. So it's kind of an unfair to us. Right. Yeah, I have you know. been and I watch Vegas so to see a Vegas game. Right. I went to Vegas before the before the team existed, but that doesn't count. That was a long time ago. I yeah, was in my I was in my younger days. I've never been to Vegas, but now I want to go. Never. I never wanted well, to go to Vegas. Now yeah. I do. Well, just real one thing: if you want to do it, do it now because you don't want to go when it hits summer. Oof. That's what I hear. <laughs> you don't. And you don't want to go to Arizona either. Ugh. Yep. No, you you really don't, because it does oh, get I, brutal heard, down there. Yeah, I've heard I've people it. melt. I did a little bit. Yep. I did melt. Yeah. So, what else is on your mind, Lou? Well, put the put it to you this way: the it was 110 in the shade. Oh wait a minute, there was no shade. Oof. Oof. <laughs> it was just that bad. Right. So now we're pro- so now we're approaching uh, the All Star break in a couple of weeks as well. Correct. Yep. I'm yeah. excited about it. I always enjoy watching the skills competition, and then watching a mm. three on three. Yeah, that is that is interesting. Uh, three on uh, three on three competition. I wasn't sure how it was gonna how it was gonna work out when I first saw like, oh, now I get how it works. Right. I mean, it was like yeah. this is kind of strange. It's always fun for me to watch Ovi and Crosby play together, um, yeah. just because, yeah, when they played last year, I think uh, poor Wayne Simmons was on their line, and he had to play defense for everybody, so right. it yeah. was kind of fun. <laughs> Not for but him. It's a, it's a, right, it's a lot of, well, he was the MVP. It was great for him. Um, uh-huh. so, yeah, it was. I I really enjoyed the All Star Game. Probably one of the few people that do. But I like, like I said, I like. I do, but milk. it's. Yeah, and usually they say there's nothing on the week before the Super Bowl. Well, this year I think it's a little bit of an exception, because NBC has the All Star Game. ABC has the Pro Bowl. And. Even though this is not sports related, but uh, it's a good event in my mind. CBS has the Grammys that night. Uh, okay. Well, I I'll be watching all very closely. Yeah, the right. Grammys are all different times. Kid there Rock, are different times. Kid, Kid Rock is actually uh, they they announced he's actually going to be doing the um, the music at um, the All Star Game, All-Star which should be game, fun. Yeah, uh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, it should be fun. So it's going right, to be a fun day. Well, okay, well, yes, said, well, know, i got two and a half minutes. All right. Well, yeah, yeah and they, they said he's a, he's a Detroit kid, and he grew up a Red Wings fan. And, um, right. you know, for him, 
for him, it's more than just a gig. It's, you know, I, I get to, you know, I get to be at the all-star game. So right. Like that that right. Okay. It's you. I'll call you next week. All right. All right Lou, have good. a great week. Good night. Bye. Oh, it was so fun to talk to Lou. I felt bad, but we were talking college hockey and I wanted to get everything college out. And so we'll pick Lou up next weekend or next week uh, when he calls in. So we have another caller, Jimmy. So we're going to go ahead and take this call. Hi, you're on the air with Kim and Jimmy. Who's this? Hey, Jim. Hey, Kimmy. Hey, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? I'm good now. (laughs) (laughs) So so somebody at the beginning of the year, before the season started, um, picked Colorado to be in the playoffs, and they laughed at you. They won seven yeah. in a row. How do you feel about your pick now? Uh, I'm 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 feeling pretty good about it. They're they're only, they're only a couple points out, and they got some games in hand. So do you think, I was you, actually yeah. thinking of that. How, do you think that by them by the trade that they made um, with the Shane? Do you think that was addition by subtraction? Oh yeah. Um, when I when I was uh, lucky enough to fill in for you, Jimmy. Kim, Kim and I talked about that, and I said at the time, this is good for Colorado because they get a headache out of their out of their locker room, and they can just they can just play. They don't have they don't have that weight on their shoulders of going back in the locker room and having to deal with that deal with his crap. And it, and it looks like they're dealing with it. You know, they're they're just playing looser. Right. Now, here's an interesting thing about Colorado. Last year, they ended up with something like 46 points. This And that was at the end of the season after 82 games. This year, with um, 43 games played, they have 51. 51. Yep. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's like, I don't, and they, Jimmy, you had something interesting about Colorado with the whole Duchesne trade. Um, Well, yeah. Colorado made the best end of the deal. Well, somehow, getting rid of (laughs) Duchesne, they ended up getting seven players for Duchesne because they got, um, uh, they got a, a couple of kids that are in college right now or juniors. Um, they got um, oh, what the heck's his name? Uh, the 19-year-old kid. Um, oh, I don't know his name escapes me. Gerard, I think. Uh, yeah, Gerard, um, who's 19. Um, and they and they have um, not, in the next two next two drafts, they have nine players, nine picks in the next three in the first three rounds. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how I mean. They're playing really, really good, but they're going to have, um, by the end of that 2019 draft, they're going to have like 12 or 13 new players that are under the age of 23. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, as well as they're playing right now, this is nothing considering what they're they're going to do. Right. And to me, I mean, ever since um, Duchesne got traded to Ottawa, 
Nate McKinnon has just been on fire. He has just been this incredible player. And I'm like, wow, where have you been? Because I know, I know what he does in the office and I know who he works out with. I know things like that. But, um, you know, it, to me, it's amazing to see the difference in him. Well, and the other thing going back to the, that whole deal, they, they have Ottawa's a first round draft pick um, this year in 2018. So, if, you know, for whatever reason they, you know, let's say Colorado does not make the playoffs, and, you know, you know, there's still a pretty good chance that they're not going to just because of the the division that they're playing in, and they're going to have to try to find a wild card spot. Um, but, you know, they're not out of it. And it they're, they're in it. But let's say they don't. Well, then they're going to have two lottery picks in this draft coming up, which a lot of people, like I said, like we talked about earlier, are saying is going to be a pretty deep draft and they're going to get two of those players. So, you know, how quickly is that going to turn that franchise around and make them even better, like immediately. All right. And let me interrupt here for a quick second, because um, Jan wanted to know what changed to make Colorado a better team. So this is the perfect time to squeeze in that question. I mean, a lot of hinges on the Duchesne trade and how Colorado made the better end of the deal on that. Well, I think I think they they did they just did the smart the smart thing. They didn't just deal him right away when he asked for a trade. They did their due diligence. They put him out there. They you know they 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 showed that he they showed his worth, and then they took what they could get for. You know they took they took the best deal that they could get. So they played it absolutely perfectly. They did. They -hmm. really did. And you kind of see this happening right now with Evander Kane. Buffalo came out today and said exactly what they wanted for Evander Kane. Whether or not he gets traded for, it's a different story. But they want a roster player, a prospect, and a draft pick. Evander Kane. But, you, you know... Jimmy, you bring up a good point about Colorado. They have a lot of assets as well. So if they're hanging around by the trade deadline, they're going to be a team that could, you know, make a splash at the trade deadline and really upgrade their roster and get – because, like you said, they have a really young roster. So they might be looking to get somebody who could come in and be – you know, a, a veteran guy who a team is looking to dump, you know, they get they get that veteran presence in the locker room. That could be a, a big boost for them. Oh, exactly. They, I mean, they could bring in, uh, you know, because you know, obviously they lost their second line center, and their, but the third line center kind of has stepped up to be their second line center. But if they can get stronger down the middle, you know, I mean, that's uh, it, that's been proven. I mean, you look at you look at the teams that have won the cup in the last, you know, five, six, seven years, you know, from Chicago to, to, you know, Los Angeles to, to Pittsburgh, they're strong down the middle. And if they could add another, you know, a, a, you know, a second or third, second to third line center and say, you know, oh, okay, we'll give you, you know, our first round draft pick because we're nowhere getting out of us, you know, they, they could easily pick stuff up 
you know, and rent a player. And then, you know, then when you rent that player and they get out to Colorado and, um, you know, let's say the team does, you know, make a decent run or makes the playoffs or whatever. And, you know, that guy's going to want to stay because he knows that he knows what's coming. So, you know, it's a different rental situation than for a lot of teams because, you know, they have cap space because they're, they, they, they're, su- they're such a young team, you know, and they have so many, you know, young, you know, beginning contracts. Whereas, right. you know, if, you know, if, you know, let's say the Penguins try to go after the same guy, well, they're not really going to be able to offer him a lot. And, um, you know, or the, you know, or the Blackhawks go after this guy, you know, he's probably going to want to go to Colorado anyways. So, you know, it, I, I could see your point. They have a lot of chips to throw on the table if they want to be buyers at the at the trade deadline. Right. Yep. Yeah, they're they're definitely becoming one of the more dangerous teams in the NHL right now. Um Calgary probably right now is the deadliest team. The Flames have suddenly gotten very hot. Um you know, I, I'm amazed. I'm amazed at the games that they're winning and how they're winning them. Well, that's a talented team, and it's winter now, so then they're not going to lose at home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, I, the Florida Panthers going up to Calgary, there's no shot on them winning that game because they don't even want to get off the bus you know, from the way from the airport, um, just because it's cold. And it's, you know, your your temperature shifts is like 100 degrees from from Florida to, to Calgary. So you have that going for you, whereas, you know, they're used to it up there. Um, you know, and when you step into the rink and, it's, and it, you get on the ice and the ice feels warm, you know, think about that. Um <laughs> And plus, you know, plus they have Johnny Hockey up there. You know, they got a lot. They got a lot of talent on that team, and it's just, um, you know, they made the playoffs last year. They're a good team, and uh, I think they've won seven in a row. I think Colorado's won seven in a row. So, yeah, um, a couple of teams that are on fire, and and I have to deal with them all the time. And with my club, you guys don't really have to deal with them like once or twice. So, right. <laughs> which I find interesting about Calgary because last week. When we were on air, Calgary was playing Minnesota. And Jimmy had said that those two points mattered. Now that we see Calgary on the seven-game winning streak throughout the last week, um, they have since moved from out of the playoff position to second in the Pacific. So they are right behind Vegas. And they have the Kings on their, their heels. But they have jumped from a non-playoff spot to second in the Pacific, which is, I think is an amazing jump. They had to jump teams to get there. They had to jump Minnesota. They had to jump Dallas. They had to jump L.A. I mean, it doesn't help that L.A. is on a four-game losing streak. And um, But, you know, that goes to show you Jimmy's point from last week, which I wanted to bring up. Well, that's that's kind of – that's kind of one of the things I was I was thinking about when I was thinking about topics to call you was the interesting contrast between 
you just finished talking about the college game where, you know, Notre Dame is absolutely killing everybody. And you've got, you know, Denver and North Dakota and the Minnesota teams. They're, but they're, they're already penciled in. When you look at the professional league, and, and this is most sports, when you look at the professionals, that's why it's professional. It, it, everything is so close. Like, yeah, Arizona is, like um, Lou was just saying, Arizona is, you know, so far behind. But you have to remember, they, they didn't have a win for, like, the first month of the year. So for them to be at 27 points right now, you know, they're starting to click in. So when you look at the professional game, it's not like you can just take one team and, like, you know, you can take a couple teams and, and pencil them and, and put them in and pen, you know, at the beginning of the year. Everybody is all clumped together. And if one team gets hot, they're going to go from not playoff to top of the division. While if, if another team goes cold, they could fall right out of the playoff race. Well, you're exactly right there, Chris, because I, you know, even when it got to the playoffs last year, you know, if, if you told me that you had Pittsburgh and Nashville as your Stanley Cup teams, I'm (laughs) so going to call you a liar (laughs) because that's (laughs) not who anybody picked. And if you told, and if you had said that in January, you'd have been crazy. Um, but that's the way it worked out. And and for the record, um, right now Minnesota is 15th in the pairwise, and they're out of the NCAA talk right now. They're going to have to win Ouch. some games to get in. So Ooh, that's they're not they're not penciled they're not penciled in in the college ranks either. Um, any given weekend, any given team can beat any other given team. So um, there are teams, and um, obviously Notre Dame. But at the beginning of the year, nobody said Notre Dame was going to be the number one team in the country. Nobody. Everybody thought it was going to be Denver. And right. nobody had St. Cloud State being as high ranked as they are. So it, it, in the great sport of hockey, um, it takes a team. And when that team comes together, um, you can, you, you know, suddenly suddenly you're a better team as a team than you are as individuals. Right. Um, I, I just wanted to share some breaking news here. Um, I just got the text. Chicago Blackhawks goaltender Corey Crawford could miss the remainder of the season. <clears throat> he is oh. apparently suffering vertigo-like symptoms. That's really not good news for Chicago. Uh, boy. Yep. Yeah. So I, I wanted to get. I wanted to share that. That literally just came through my phone. So that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's not good for them at all. That's... No, it's not good for him to be suffering these symptoms, but it's definitely not good for the team either. <clears throat> and that's that's no, not like it's that's not like any darling. Life, it's not life threatening. You know, it's just he'll, he'll they'll treat it and he'll he'll be he'll move on. You know, and but for you know as you know. It can't be, you know, can't, it can't be good for him. He can't be in a good position with it. Um, but uh, as as a, as a club, that's I mean, that's that's it for Chicago. Then I guess. So. Right. 
especially since they just let, lost Scott Darling to Carolina this season. I mean, it, it might have been a little bit different if they had Darling backing Crawford up, but they have, I believe, Anton Forsberg backing him up, and I'm not even quite sure who's backing Forsberg up now. Um, yeah, not 100%. Forsberg's actually been playing pretty well. You can play pretty well in that system. Um, right. But, yeah. you know, sometimes it can go but that you, well. Yeah, you lose a goaltender like Corey Crawford. That's kind of like, um, I don't know, Washington losing Holby for the season or um, right. Edmonton losing Cam Talbot for the season. Still losing Rene. I mean, that's a good goaltender. And that's going to – I mean, that's crazy. And I, I'm sorry to hear that for Chicago and their fans. Um, but I, I wanted to share that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt everybody, but I felt like that was pretty important to bring up. <clears throat> we, need, we need a breaking news sounder that we can I can definitely work on that. So, um, okay, good. <laughs> but yeah, I, it just literally popped through my phone and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're on air. I have to share this. Um, so what else is on your mind, Chris? I know you're excited about Colorado. We all kind of are. I mean, it's nice to oh, see yeah. some of these clubs that have been towards the bottom making some really good runs this year. Well, here's here's something. I, I, I have to I have to congratulate you guys. Um as everybody knows, I I have a show on tomorrow night. Okay? And on my show, if if this were my show, the lead story of the show would have been how right, Kim, how right you were about the Vegas goaltender, Marc-Andre Fleury, being an all-star, and the guy who plays for Pittsburgh, I know we don't like to say his name, was not even on the list. And that would have been the lead story. We we would have trumpeted it from you know. That's just the difference between our shows. We we would have, we would have soaked that up until uh, we would have ran with it probably the whole two hours of hey we were right. And <laughs> I don't like to toot my own horn though. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We do it nonstop. We don't we don't care. If we're right. We're gonna tell you we're right. Oh my goodness! What a mess! Oh, by the, oh, by the way, Chris, um, I'll be calling in tomorrow to oh. talk about my to talk about my Vikings club and my oh. version of what happened in that game and why oh, that game happened the way it did because it was all about me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I I'm, call I'm, in. I'm teasing the show for tomorrow as a Vikings fan, I, long, 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 you, long lifetime Vikings fan. I'll uh, I'll let you in on the insight as to why that game happened the way it did. Well, and uh, I that would call be in awesome. and let you. That's awesome. Um, I I just want to I'll give another teaser and it, this you'll like, Jimmy. We actually set this up before the game even played. We have a Vikings fan who is scheduled to be live in studio with us to give his I take on the game. So he's going to oh, be with us be the whole fun. two hours. So that's We'll definitely take your call and have fun with that. Do I get to call in and tell you about my text messages with Jimmy that night? 
<laughs> the more the merrier. All right. Sounds like a plan. Um, I, I, of course, was watching the Pens game. And um, just to kind of tease a little bit more, um, we had came back and all of a sudden he was like, oh, my gosh, we won. It was hilarious. Um, and I'm, I'm very happy for Jimmy and all Minnesotans that listen, all Minnesotans that listen to our show. Um, congratulations. And as a Dallas Cowboys fan, oh, beat the Eagles. <laughs> That's all I That's can all say. We have. <laughs> That's right. So, so, um, so yeah, no, I, I, I want to give you the opportunity, Kim. Go, go ahead. To, what is go? What what happened with this All Star voting? I thought Mark Andre Fleury was done. I thought he was washed up. Yeah, you mean the quote unquote choker, as people like to call him. Um, yeah, you know. Right. Congratulations, yeah. Mark Andre Fleury. First of all, um, it, he's always been one of my favorites, and I literally cried tears when he left Pittsburgh. I felt like I was losing a member of my family. But to see how he succeeds and how well he is doing in Vegas, I'm very excited for him. He's got that number one goaltender spot. It's not going to be challenged. He's helping to bring along the future and Malcolm Subin and Legacy. Um, so it's the perfect place for him. And it kind of reminds me of when he came to Pittsburgh and how much he had to shoulder the load of a very young team. So for him to make the all-star game just made me extremely happy, not only for Vegas fans, but for him himself, because I, I highly doubt if he was with Pittsburgh, he would have made it. Um, <clears throat> as much heat as I get on, on social media, for my opinion, um, right now, everything's proving to be on the right track. Um, you know, I don't like to toot my own horn. I am by no means an expert when it comes to goaltending um, or on the NHL level, I should say. But at the same point, I'm a hockey fan, and I watch, and I see the difference. And I see, you know, how Matt Murray is struggling without Flurry as his quote-unquote security blanket. And, um, you know, I, I'm just glad that Pittsburgh has Tristan Jari right now because <laughs> I don't think that – they would be in the spot that they are without him. Because, you know, with Murray's injury histories and the personal thing that's going on now that he has leave away from the team, um, to have somebody like Jari that can make adjustments each game, work on his weaknesses. He's very good at self-assessing and watching video. And he's proving to be on a small, very, very, very small sample size, he's proving to be a pretty good goalkeeper. But again, small sample size, not going to say he's the best. He's definitely no flurry, but I'm glad we have Jari. Well, the thing about Marc-Andre Fleury, though, is that he's not only playing well for Vegas, but he's holding Vegas together. And he 
he had to be the number one person in the locker room when all these people that were that gathered in together that were um, the wretched refuge, basically the people that the players that nobody wanted, and they gathered them all together. He had to be the one um, that put them together, and then he got hurt, and then the next goaltender got hurt, and then the next goaltender got hurt, and they're you know now the the guy that used to sell popcorn is playing goaltender. You know, it, it's um, it's it's him that's keeping that goaltending alive, and it's him that kept um, Matt Murray going, even though he wasn't playing. He was the he was that person because he watches a lot of film and he analyzes things, and he knows, and he. You know, I mean, they they said they've sat down and talked to him about it. He's like, well, I look at this, you know, this shooter, and you know, before the game, I look at all the, you know, before the next game, I'll I'll, I'll break down film on, you know, every player on the other on on their team that is going to potentially score a goal against me, and look where they're going to shoot at me, and you know, and that's, I mean, that's that's. You know the, that kind of dedication is what makes him such a good goaltender, and he can share that with the other goaltenders, and that's why Vegas didn't really miss a beat when he was out because he was still he was coaching. That's an excellent point. So, Jimmy, what do you think I, of Tristan Jerry? I don't know yet. <clears throat> You you don't know about goaltenders when they're that young. You know, you don't know. I mean, you look at throughout the league, throughout league history, you know, you look at, you know, you get your flash in the pan, kid that comes in and does well, you know, in a situation. And then, you know, people figure him out and then he's done. And, you know, it's, you know, if, I I don't know, I, I guess I haven't really examined enough um, Penguins film to look and see if he's, you know, tech, you know, technically sound or not. Um, I, you know, I, he's, he's a top 31 starting goaltender. I can tell you that much. Other than that, you know, I don't, I don't know if, um, what his future is going to be. I don't know how, how strong he's going to be, you know, how he's going to hold up mentally, physically. Um, I don't know how he's going to be when, when people really start to figure him out. I know he's a, I know he has a better glove side than, than, than Murray does, but I, but I know he has a weaker stick side than he does. Um, I know he, he plays the puck better than Murray does, but I also know he gets him in trouble. You know, (laughs) I, I, Oh, I love him. So let's just get this out here because I've been talking about him for years. So I, you know, I'm excited to see him finally get the NHL level and get these starts. Um, you know, what's impressive to me is the fact that he's played multiple back-to-back games as a starting goaltender and has done fairly well on these. Yeah, well, I mean, granted, granted the t- necessarily been cup this year but the in my mind they're still nhl teams and you know any given day you can beat them 
or they can beat you. And so for me, I think the most impressive thing is that he does, doesn't mind pulling back-to-backs. Right now, he kind of has to. Um, well, right. He's got well, and, and, and NHL experience and Smith does. The majority of your NHL goaltenders are going to do that. And to, to finish your thought there, Chris, though, um, I would probably say that there's probably, of the 31 NHL teams, there's probably – maybe eight or nine that would take him as a starting goaltender over the one that they have right now, just because of the level of experience that he has. They would take him as a good backup, good solid backup goaltender, which he is, but as a starting goaltender, um, you know, he's not replacing quick. He's not replacing Dubnik. He's not replacing, you know, go on and on and on and on, you know, you know, you know, try to find a goaltender that uh, on another team there's not very many that would start him as their starting goaltender if they had the choice, including Pittsburgh. Right. But he's making a really good case to split. And that's what I like. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to deem him a number one goaltender yet, but I think that the way he's been playing, he definitely has earned that right to play a little bit more and split more starts when Murray comes back. So, um, you know, I, I'm excited. This is the kid that I wanted to see for years come up and play on the NHL level. So. Well, and he's got, he's in, 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 you know, he'll get better. I mean, he, the, his rebound control was terrible um, to, to start with. You know, I mean, it, he, he's going to have to learn how to do that a lot better. Um, you can get away with that at the AHL level. You can't get away with that at the NHL level on a continuous basis. And um, teams are going to come at that. You know, you're going to see more and more people just fire pucks at him and go for the rebound. And because he doesn't have good rebound control. And I mean, you're going to see that. Um, you see that with every goaltender. Uh, and it's his ability to adapt, Chris, that I think is going to be whether or not um, he he moves up to the next level of goaltending and, you know, and that's what um, happens with a lot of young goaltenders. They, 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 they come in and they're, you know, they can do this really well. And then, then teams figure them out. All right. And real quick, we're at our one minute warning. So if we cut off mid show, please download the podcast, find the podcast and um, listen to the remainder of the show. Cause it will podcast the entire show. Or you can call in at 516-418-5573. So, sorry, I just wanted to get that plug in real quick before we just kind of cut off air. Yeah. So, I like like Tristan Jerry, and I'm, I'm kind of in Jimmy's camp where I haven't seen enough of him playing yet to project him forward, but I think we've seen but I think we've seen the talent that that Kim is talking about we see the talent there now he just has to figure out how he reacts to um to when 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 the, like Jimmy said the the better players in the league are going to figure out what he does not do well and he's going to have to try to cover that right and I completely understand that. And even Matt Murray, to me, he still has yet to play 100 games in the NHL. 
And to me, he's still a very good example of that. And from what I understand, do not hit their until they're about 25. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But, um, yeah, for the most part, I just, um, I, I, for me, it's just exciting that, you know, I I finally get to see somebody that I've been watching for a while come up to the NHL level and have success right now. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how this all works out and, you know, by the end of the season. I mean, we still have what, like, at least some teams have 40 games left. Um, some have at least 38 left. So, but yeah, I mean, that was a good question, Chris, because I know Jimmy hasn't actually watched a lot of Penn's games this year. Um, we we tend to play at the same time as the Wild most nights, it seems, and it tends to be Tuesday night. <laughs> well, the Penguins are on national TV other every other day, so you know you can't help but watch part of them. But right, <laughs> it's true. I mean that, that's that's what you get for Stanley Cup. I mean when you're Stanley Cup team. That's, oh, that's what you get for having Sidney Sidney Crosby on your team. <laughs> they were like that. They were, they were like that even before too. So, right. So, um, anything else on your mind tonight, Chris? Or are we about ready to wrap up? Well, I, I I think we're good. And anything I forgot, you, you guys can bring it up on uh, bring it up tomorrow. Because I, I know you'll be listening and calling in, so. Definitely. And yeah, don't for forget everybody to check else, out Chris's show. Tomorrow, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, we're, we're going all all out. We're, we're going all out tomorrow, all out NFL playoffs. We, we have, like, one, se- one segment on college, and that's it. And then we're going, then we're going into the playoffs. Playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> That was the and, best commercial. As, as Jimmy found out, as Jimmy found out last week, you never know where our playoff conversations are going to take us. Correct. That's, very that's true. Our show works. Very true. Very true. Well, next week, guys, we are going to get to, um, like I said earlier in the show, we're going to get to Matt's question about the drafted and even undrafted college players. So definitely want to hit that next week. Um, we have a couple of NHL questions that I want to get to as well. Um, we have a question about the LA Kings, Dallas, and Carolina. So we will definitely hit those questions next week. I'm making it a point to hit those questions next week. So, um, <laughs> You know, and then please feel free to send your other questions in, and uh, we'll get to them as we can. Um, you know, sometimes we get a little off topic, callers calling, give us different ideas. And, you know, once we get talking about college hockey, sometimes it's really hard to stop talking because it's just getting so exciting and the frozen forest coming up in a couple of months. So I'm really excited about that. But um, so that's our show for next week. And um, I think we're about done here. Any final thoughts from you, Jimmy? 
No, and <clears throat> like you say, it, you know, college hockey is coming down to the end of it now. I mean, there's about a, a month and a half before we start the, the the complete positioning for, you know, who who gets in and who doesn't. So um, yeah, that's why there's more of a college hockey focus right now is because that's coming to the end. And uh, the pros got quite a, you know, got a longer period of time coming up ahead. So um, right. it'll be fun. Yes, definitely. Well, Chris, thank you for your phone call tonight. We always appreciate talking to you. Lou, um, thank you again for calling in. Um, We'll hope to talk to both of you next week. So everybody have a great night. Don't forget to check out Chris's show tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on KJC Radio. And then Talk Therapy on Friday morning at midnight, my time, 11 p.m. on Thursday, Jimmy's time. Everybody have a great week. We will see you here next week.